from the old National Bank State Street studio, this is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a Good Karma Brands radio station. Get beyond, gets away from McNillum, up to the outside, the body Howell. Howell comes up over the leaf line, breaks through. lost one of the greats today, Bobby Hull. At least it was announced today, passed away. A couple of statements uh, issued by the Blackhawks and Rocky Wirtz, who did bring him back and uh, welcome him, re-welcome him back into the Hawks family. Uh, the Blackhawks are saddened by the passing of the Blackhawks legend Bobby Hull, a superstar for our franchise between 1957 and 1972. Hull is part of an elite group of players who made a historic impact on our hockey club. The Golden Jet helped the Blackhawks win the 1961 Stanley Cup and delivered countless memories to our fans whom he adored. Generations of Chicagoans were dazzled by Bobby's shooting prowess, skating skill, and overall team leadership's leadership that led to 604 career goals, a franchise record that remains to this day. We send our deepest sympathies to the whole family. The whole family has requested privacy during this difficult time. They appreciate the sympathies that have been sent their way. 15 seasons here in Chicago? Yes, uh, 57 to 72, so I think that's 16. Uh, Okay, 16 seasons. Uh, Ranks first. Blackhawks history in goals, first in game-winning goals, first in hat tricks, third in points. Had a remarkable career. Remember when we did lunch with a legend? I do, and you gave him the cold. You gave him your cold. Yeah, I... I do you want to tell that really, story? Did he really get... Do we he know did, that he, I he saw did. him sneezing on the red carpet when they opened up that season. Really? Yes. I don't think so. He brought. We yeah. did lunch with a legend. It was Bobby and Stan, yeah. right? Stan we're, McHugh. We're no, both of them are no longer with us. Right. Um... It was a lot of fun. We did lunch with the legend over in Morton's, I believe it was, and I had a cold at the time. And I remember um, I had like a, for lack of a better term, I had a snot rack. So I kept blowing my nose into this wad of 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 like a napkin. Yeah, you had you had various napkins from the bathroom. You know, like paper yes. towels yeah. that you were using that were to blow your nose. sitting in front of me, yeah. like as we had, I had my computer, I had a headset, I had a pen, I had paper, and I had like a, you know, a, a bunch of napkins and stuff that I had blown my nose yeah. in. So we had like a dais, and like yeah. the two of us, when we would do a show, we would sit next to each other. Right. And On so- my left... Was Bobby Hall? Well, what was so then? Like, so we were in our two spots, yeah. And then, as the two guests of honors arrived, we would spread out and yes. move to the end, and the guest of honors would go in the middle. So you vacated your spot for Bobby Hall, and you were on the left, and then I was on the far right. Makita took my seat. Bobby Hall took your seat, and and you did not move your used snot rack. I did not. And Bobby started, had a little bit, it was warm in the, in the, in, in the, the restaurant. It was sitting upstairs, and he started to develop a little sweat on his forehead, and he reached and grabbed one of my napkins or whatever that had, I'd blown my nose in. It started patting his forehead down. All over. And then I, I didn't have, what, what do you do? 
I did. I. This is Bobby Hall. I didn't go. I, this I is didn't, the golden jet right here. I didn't here. look at him and go, hey, Bobby, that's my snot. You may not want to use that. So I don't, the, I probably, so the, probably I should have. But so I the did. entire show, as he had a lather, yeah. he was re-lathering himself up with Waddle's snot. He was dabbing his forehead, and then I think he kind of... I felt like so bad when we left, and yeah. I said to you, and I told you what had happened, and I was oh, like... I watched it happen. Happen. Okay. I was, I was, well, well, I was taking it all in. Well, I mean, just like I said, I remember saying to you, I feel so bad. Like, I didn't know what to say at the time. And so this was two days before the opener. And the, and so we co- made it happen as Blackhawk season was starting. They did the red carpet. And we're on NBC Sports Chicago. They aired it. And, like, you would watch all the dignitaries walk down the red carpet in yes. front of the United Center. It was lined with all the fans. And as Bobby Hull was walking down the red carpet, he started sneezing. And he was taking out a handkerchief and sneezing into that. And you blamed me. <laughs> it was because of Waddle from the snot rack from Lunch with a Legend. Because he was wiping himself down yeah. like, like Patrick Ewing at the Chicago Stadium yeah. rubbing himself down with a towel, except it was Waddle's snot rack. I think that was the start of us being the hockey show here at the station. I think that's what it was. Yeah, that's uh, the golden snot right there. Um, it's... <laughs> Right here's Rocky Wirtz's statement. He's one of the all-time greats in oh, Hawks unbelievable. history. He and, was so friendly. I think that I'd met Bobby a number of times prior to that, but that whole afternoon or morning, whenever we did the thing, he could not have been more gracious. And I just, I felt so bad because I was like, Bobby, I that you don't want to wipe your head with that. Uh, Bobby Hall uh, passed away, and uh, Rocky Wirtz issued a statement. I always thought this was important for the Blackhawks to do. Here's his statement. It wrote, Bobby Hull will always be remembered as one of the greatest Blackhawks players of all time. He was a beloved member of the Blackhawks family. When I assumed leadership of the organization upon my father's passing in 2007, one of my first priorities was to meet with Bobby to convince him to come back as an ambassador of the team. His connection to our fans was special and irreplaceable. On behalf of the entire Wirtz family, I offer our deepest condolences on the loss of Bobby Hall, the Golden Jet. He will be missed. So that was uh, from Rocky Wirtz. One of the game's all-time greats. Yeah. So rest in peace, uh, Golden Jet, Bobby Hall. Um, And uh, from that, we uh, also talk about is Green Bay losing another icon? Um, is it true? And let me play you this as we bring in Jason Wildey. This is from Adam Schefter over the weekend. And every weekend, Shefty's got something new on this. And, you know, he keeps on putting his name out there. And Shefty doesn't do this unless there's a lot of smoke. And could there be fire? This was uh, Shefty from Countdown. I think there are people around the league who believe, ultimately, that Green Bay is going to trade Aaron Rodgers. He certainly sounds like a quarterback who is prepared for that possibility. But at some point here, in the coming days, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are going to have to sit down and have an open, frank discussion about what each side wants to do moving forward. And there are people who believe the Packers are open to trading him, and there are people who believe that Aaron Rodgers would like to finish his career somewhere else. We uh, get uh, Aaron Rodgers news, Packers news. We have talked to Jason Wildey. For years, does a great show up at uh, ESPN Milwaukee. 
ESPN Madison. He has covered the Packers for decades and um, a good friend of the Waddle and Sylvie show. And he joins us right now on ESPN 1000. Jason, how are you feeling today? Well, good friend seems strong, but I'm honored to have the invitation. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, wh- what do you think here? Now, Shefty is, is, is in pretty hard on this. But you guys are very well connected up there. Do you believe? Is he? Is he? Do you think? So I do. I, yes. I, yes. He, I, so, I, so go ahead. So I, here's here's what I would say, and, and you know, I I think the world of Adam. I've known him for a long time. He was coming up covering the Broncos in the late '90s when I started covering the Packers. We're roughly the same age. Obviously, him very much more successful than me. I think he's. I think he's a really smart guy. And I think his experience from a couple of years ago has led him to be very selective about his words. And if you listen to that clip that you just played, there are people around the league who believe that the Packers are ready to make a trade. And there are people around the league who believe that Aaron Rodgers is getting ready to be traded. People around the league who believe. What does that mean exactly? Does that mean the same thing as there are people inside 1265 Lombardi Avenue who are advocating for the Packers to trade him? Is it Brian Gutekunst, according to sources, wants to trade Aaron Rodgers because he's sick of all the headaches that dealing with him causes? Like, I think Adam chose his words very carefully. He's a very, very good reporter. And when he has something strong, he doesn't dilly-dally around like he reports it and this felt to me like something where you know there is smoke i there, look there's nobody that would disagree that there is some smoke here whether or not there's a tiny little fire or a little campfire or soon to be a raging inferno <laughs> I, i'm not sure but i think adam really does choose his words carefully in that report and in the written version at espn.com and so i, I would caution by saying that my personal take from much closer in proximity to Green Bay is that there is a greater likelihood than ever before that the Packers are willing to trade Aaron Rodgers and that Aaron Rodgers is willing to be traded and play somewhere else. At the same time, I don't know if that makes it likely that it'll happen. And I, I understand there's a nuance there that, you know, is a little obnoxious. I totally get it. It drives Tausch crazy all the time. But I, I think it's more likely than ever before, but I don't think that means it's necessarily likely yet. And what, the reason is, is that I think this all started with Aaron Rodgers going to his exit meetings after they lost to the Lions in the season finale, missed the playoffs, finished sub-500, he has his meetings with Gutekunst and Lafleur after all the other players have had them. And I personally believe that he did not like what he heard in those meetings. I think he was hoping that he could go in there and say, you know, look, if we want to make a run at this, I think we're a couple players away, but we got to keep some of these old guys that are the glue guys that hold this team together. If I'm coming back, I need big dog Mercedes Lewis back. I need Randall Cobb back. I need you to make an effort to keep the kicker. Because if we're going to have a championship team, we need a veteran like Mason Crosby and not some first-time starting kicker, all those kinds of things. And, and my gut tells me that 
what Goody told him was, I, I can't promise you all that. We still want you back, but there's going to have to be some concessions that we make. And so that's what has led, in my opinion, to the last two weeks, hearing Aaron Rodgers talk with A.J. Hawk and Pat McAfee about the possibility of being traded more than we have ever heard him before, and him talk about the possibility of wearing another uniform more than we've ever heard him talk about before. And, and so I think, I don't want to speak for Adam, but I think Adam's trying to capture that vibe without reporting something that he doesn't necessarily have down cold. Jason, what do you believe the team should do? You're around this group, you know it. What, what, what do you think is, is the right move for the Green Bay Packers franchise? Uh, I think the right move is to figure out ways to augment their roster and stick with Rodgers because I don't think he sucked as bad as his stat line looked last year. And I don't believe he fell off the table after back-to-back MVP seasons and now just as mediocre. I I don't believe that. When I watch him, I see him miss throws. But again, and and talking with a former wide receiver, um, you know, you miss a throw where you're you're expecting the guy to run an 18-yard route and he runs it at 16 or he runs it at 20, it can make you look pretty damn inaccurate. And maybe sometimes he was just inaccurate because I don't think he's infallible and I don't think he's beyond having some slippage as a 39-year-old quarterback. But at the same time, I don't think he, you know, cratered this season. I think he played with a broken thumb. I, play, I think he played with young guys that he didn't trust. I think that affected his decision-making. Uh, I don't think trading away the best wide receiver in football was a smart idea. I don't think that their spin, to anybody who actually listened, was convincing that Devontae didn't want to be here anymore. No, Devontae didn't want to be there anymore after you didn't get a deal done before the 21 season. And then right after the 21 season, you told him, we got to wait until we figure out what we're doing with Aaron. I just don't think any of those things help their chances of not being the team that they were this season. And, and again, I, I love you guys, and I've known you guys forever, and we have fun with you guys having Tauchan instead of me, and that only pisses me off a little bit. But you guys, every time I talk to you, you and, and my other friends that have covered other teams or do radio shows in other markets, they all say the same thing, and that is that we in Green Bay have no real appreciation for how the other half lives. Right. And the idea of being in a hurry to find out how the other half lives, I just don't understand that logic. Right. Now, I, I've sort of changed on this a little bit in, in this regard, uh, Jason. We're talking to Jason Wildey from ESPN Milwaukee. Um, and, and, and that is everything that you just said. I believe the window was wide open. And, and one of my Packer f- friends, again, reminded me of what Goody screwed this up badly. And, and T. Higgins is on full display yesterday. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you guys are right in your championship window. And with pick 26, you guys could go and you could draft T. Higgins. But instead, in your championship window, you draft your quarterback of the future. Instead of drafting T. Higgins, who was then drafted, I think, 33rd. You could mm-hmm. have Devontae Adams and T. Higgins with Aaron Rodgers in the middle of your championship window. That doesn't happen. Then, as you mentioned, then you get rid of Devontae Adams. Now the bet is made. What's the point now in living in the world of mediocrity 
when you can't win a championship, you're just stuck in the middle. And all you're doing is you're staving off. Like, as a Bears fan, I want you guys to do this. I want you to be stuck in the middle because I don't believe you have a chance to win a championship, nor do I believe you have a chance to get the number one pick with this way. You're just in football hell, which is the worst spot to be in. Or as a Bears fan, I'm happy for you guys to be stuck here. Why would you yeah. want your team to be stuck there? Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I don't. I, I want them to do whatever is most interesting. <laughs> That's my goal. <laughs> Secondly, um, you know, I I don't believe that you are beyond fixing it with a couple of moves. Now, their cap situation certainly doesn't make it easy. And again, the idea of going out and acquiring somebody else's number one after you were foolish enough to trade away your number one. Uh, is not an easy thing to do either, obviously. I don't think, and I always think back to that, what was it, the 9 draft that the Saints had, and they got Kamara, they got Ryan Ramchick, and they got the corner, uh, was, I'm blanking on his name now, but Latimer. their stud corner. Yeah, I mean, now granted, how often do you have a draft where you nail three picks like that? Uh, not very frequently. I get it. But... You know, I don't. I think we're in a league now that you could turn things around and become something that you weren't the year before fairly quickly. I mean, quite frankly, because I do care. Lots of friends in Chicago, and it's a lot more interesting when that rivalry has two teams that are both good at the same time. Um, I hope with Justin Fields and the pick and the cap room that things turn around quickly there. Because, again, I'm not here to cheer for the Packers. I'm here to cover them, and I'm eager to see how things play out in this division. I think the Vikings are going to backslide. I think they were a slight figment of a 11-0 record in one-score games. And so I don't think that the Packers are suddenly now in this full-on rebuild mode. Now, they can't make stupid mistakes, and I think they made some. The two that you just highlighted, trading, for, trading up to take love when they did, and then moving on from Adams and not just – I mean, here's the great irony in my mind. There, the bet online has the Packers as the most likely team to acquire DeAndre Hopkins. They're like 3-1. to one. And the irony is is that they could have just paid DeMonte Adams a little bit more than what the, DeAndre Hopkins got from the Arizona Cardinals, and he would have been happy and he'd still be here. Yeah. Like – and now you're going to have to trade for the guy that you wouldn't pay your guy who had a sixth sense with his quarterback. You're going to do that? I mean, that's, that's what happens when you make colossal mistakes. And I don't care how they spin it. And Goody, I've asked him six ways to Sunday. And unlike Ron Wolf, who would always admit when he made a mistake, Goody just doesn't do it. And he doesn't see that trading Devontae Adams was a mistake. Jason, what, what do you, where are you at with Jordan Love? There were moments when he, you saw glimpses of him, and they were – Solid glimpses, but that doesn't necessarily tell the full story. Do you believe that he is a guy, if they move on from Aaron, that will be able to handle that spot adequately? I, I, I was really impressed with him this year in terms of his improvement, his decisiveness. Um, I steal a Matt LaFleur quote uh, when I coach Sydney's sixth grade basketball team. And I, I just, all I say is, now, now all I say is Jordan Love. Because the quote that Lafleur would say is indecisive equals ineffective, 
And Jordan Love was very indecisive his first two years. And I thought he was a lot more decisive this year, and he was better. But again, and, you know, I have great memories of talking about the son of a Mitch Bowl with you guys. Mm. <laughs> like, there were times when Mitch Trubisky was a pretty darn good quarterback. He had some really good games. Mm. And I think Jordan Love is capable of that. Do I think that he's capable of being, you know, Tausch's buddies all text him and go, hell, you know, Packers could have gone 8-9 and nine with Jordan Love at quarterback and missed the playoffs. True. I don't have an argument for that. Uh, I'm not willing to put him on any sort of pedestal. I will say this. I, I really like how he handled things. I also like, you know, I, I had a long conversation with him late in the season after he played well in Philly. I did a, a long story for the State Journal in Madison about it. And in it, I mentioned that I asked him flat out, if Rodgers comes back, you don't really want to sit for a fourth year, do you? Wouldn't you ask, would you ask for a trade? And he said, my agent and I would have to talk about that. Now, it got caught up in the spin cycle of aggregators, and suddenly it became, Jordan Love is going to ask for a trade. I think he would if Rodgers came back. He should, frankly. But I just don't know if I'm really willing to give up on generational talent and I don't know what the price tag will be if you do trade Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Do you get two ones? Do you get two ones and a player? Like, what are you going to get for him? Because if you do that, you got a one and a two for Devontae Adams. And Quay Walker is fine, but he's, he's an inside linebacker, you know? And you use the other pick to move up to go get – Christian Watson, who could be really, really good. At least he was for a four-game stretch. But I'm not exactly sure what he'll be for a 17-game stretch next year. Well, what is right today? Um, the end of January, Monday, January 30th, 422. What is your prediction? Is Aaron Rodgers in a Packer uniform next year? Oh, man. I love you, Sylvie, but having watched our buddy Rob Domofsky agonize over making predictions and then be wrong. There's no way in God's green earth you're pinning me down. Oh, come on now. You're 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 not well, let's gonna let's gamble. Let's come gamble. On. What, Roll what, the dice. As of today, what is your prediction? Uh, my prediction is that we're going to wait longer than we'll wait for a uh, the groundhog to tell us if we got six more weeks of winter. <laughs> Come on. Rogers is kind of like the NFL groundhog, isn't he? <laughs> he comes isn't out. He? he comes out. He, he comes out. He shadow. talks to Pat McAfee. Yeah, he talks to McAfee. Does he see his shadow? He's yeah. wearing one of those tight t-shirts again. Yeah. Or one of those loose Monk ones. Monk Satani a Yeah. Monk Satani a Exactly. It's good. All right, Will D. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. All right, can't wait for you guys to call again. Take See care, you. be good. There you go. There, there, there's Weldy, Jason Weldy. By the way, Tosh would have made a prediction. No question. Uh, there is some news on on yes. uh, Brock Purdy. Yes, there is. A, what was the injury that Brock Purdy was dealing with? Uh, it is significant, and we will tell you about that. Plus, the good, the bad, the dirty coming up next. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. All right, before we get to the good, the bad, and dirty, this is not good news. Um, you know, a lot of people thought maybe it was just a dead arm or yeah, something like, like that. Like Ding Dong Tyler in there. But, like, he's too smart to have played the 
the the the role he was playing upstairs. But was he Tyler was telling, saying upstairs? I missed you the meeting last, today. No, I know. Right. What would you say? If you can, if you say you can throw the ball five to ten yards, why aren't we throwing the ball Why'd five to ten yards? Why aren't you out there ripping dip routes? Why aren't you throwing the post route? I needed a Purdy what? interception to finish off my. A uh, parlay. I you had almost had it on the uh, on the uh, one I, ball I, you got hurt. Everything except a pretty interception. I'm like, just throw it. Just take a chance. Throw one deep with that bad arm. I'm like, come on, for me. Just do a, it for me. I, I have like that's all do I needed. Me. And to have just handoffs down twenty, it was so, so mind numbing. Do you know? You know, Tyler. He went. He's too young and too smart to be meatball. Which was more meatball? Was it uh, Meller saying that the mayor? Uh, made uh, Cincinnati pay, or was it uh, Tyler saying? I think, the, I think Tyler was more meatballish. Don't you remember the whole? You know, the obviously you remember the Jay Cutler NFC title game. Everyone's like, you'd have to kill me to not for me not to go back out there. Well, at least at least we have we evolved long enough where no one was really going after Purdy. Oh no, I saw plenty well, of people, people going on Twitter. Shea ch- was going all after yeah. him. Oh, was he? On Twitter yesterday. Yeah, he was. <laughs> what, what was what was Shea saying? He was saying, like, how is he not out there? This is the NFC Championship the game. Long coach. Um, By the way, what's his injury? Right, so the injury is, uh, according to Adam Schefter and others, Brock Purdy suffered a torn UCL oh! that will sideline him for six months per source. Is that the Tommy John injury? I believe so. Brock Purdy is seeking second medical opinions about whether he needs surgery per source. 49ers are recommending surgery, but no decisions yet. Why aren't you ripping dip routes, Brock? Why can't you throw the post route? Would have gotten him paid. No, we probably would have gotten him to the operating table sooner. Like, we just don't. This is what I think. We don't know. First of all. You have no idea unless you're in that person's body, which is which you can't be, so you don't understand. Like, I just think it's silly to... No offense. You know I love you. Um, I just think it's silly to come to a conclusion about a player's ability to do his job. These Don't you think Brock Purdy... What a story. Don't you think if Brock Purdy could rip the dig route, he would? Don't you think Kyle Shanahan would... would have him rip the dig route if he can. At least, at least go down trying. Try a couple deep balls. He had a torn. He needs Tommy John surgery for Christ's sake. <laughs> his, his hey, out. can't you? Hey, 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 we're in a tight bind here. Can't you give us two more innings? Can you give us two more innings? Like, really? His elbow's hanging on by a thread. Throw the dig route. Just admit that it was, it was the a most disappointed part. I've ever seen you and me. We need to play the lefty quarterback from the Bears from from when the Bears got beat by the Redskins. Are you into like? Do you have any Jim McMahon lefty quarterback? Do you have even a scintilla of sports shame right now coursing through your veins? No, not really. No, um, knowing that he needs part, Tommy John surgery, well, he's going to get a second opinion. Maybe the second opinion says he doesn't need Tommy Maybe John surgery. Maybe the second opinion tells him to amputate his right arm, and then then I will. Then I will feel a little shame. My favorite thing was everyone wanted Christian McCaffrey to play quarterback, and then he made that one throw that was like 30 yards away, (laughs) which may be generous. 30 yards away from anybody. I don't know how that wasn't grounding. I said the same thing in the moment. Like, were there too many laterals to be grounding? I don't know. Well, and then I get everyone was like, well, if you know he can't throw, then just put Christian McCaffrey. 
In the Wildcat. In the Wildcat. Just, like, I, listen, at that spoons, point, you're, you're, you're foobard, right? How about, like, the emergency goaltender situation, though? Can we at least get someone well, from the said, crowd and, and at least have I, them play quiet? Look, Do we have any, like, backup Bill quarterbacks Barnwell. from high school? Now, what you, this man's got him, how about getting rid of uh, I, I Doug think, Flutie and bringing Jim McMahon back in and do a left hand? I think I can hear Tyler in that. that Come scrum. on, Purdy, lieutenant quarterback. Like I just, it's. I mean, it's the NFC title game. This kid is like living a dream. You don't think that he wants to? He, I give him credit for being willing to go out there and hand the, I was the say, damn ball off. How about we got all the evidence you needed why he shouldn't have gone back out there? Because he did go back out there, and what'd you get? You got him throwing one five-yard pass the entire game. I was surprised they didn't use Debo in the running game a little bit more. It when was all so that by, the time, I, I, by the time you get to that point, the Eagles, who are already an excellent defense, are stacking the line with 15 guys. Like, you couldn't run the ball against them because there was zero threat to throw it. It was so boring. Oh, like it, it, to to watch a championship game, knowing when they were just running down twenty plus points, it was like, all right, can we get to the AFC Championship game? I mean, truth be yeah, truth be told, it didn't even matter once Josh Johnson went out there. Yeah. You saw even in two drives or whatever it was of him, where you knew that the Niners were never going to be able to do anything because he was their fourth string quarterback who arrived like six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. So. Yeah. He was. He didn't even know the Drew playbook. Drew Bledsoe predicted that uh, they were going to win with Josh Johnson on uh, Instagram. Well, that sounds like a guy who has a vested interest in drumming what? up his old what? nostalgia. Drew Bl- uh, not Drew Bledsoe. Predi- I'm sorry. Drew, Drew Brees. Brees. Oh. Drew oh Brees. Even worse. Drew Brees, <laughs> former analyst, yes. was on Instagram making the, the hot take that when Josh Johnson got in there, that San Francisco would now stick Josh more. Johnson had had stick to the running game more, and that, and that their defense would carry them to a victory. I, I, think, I uh, think Josh Johnson had at least three, if not four, delay a game penalties. Yeah, I think Drew Brees had a better chance of getting struck by lightning again. Look, I heard the guys too. I heard Carmen, the good when kid, talking. Drew Brees get struck by lightning. Oh, it was a, a media creation. Yeah, there, don't you, his, there was a couple weeks ago. Someone said he got struck by lightning from, yeah, from the from points bet or points oh. bet, whatever it was. It was a points bet shoot gone wrong. I heard Carmen, the good kid, talking about this earlier, too. The good kid was very down on Shanahan for going for it at the end of the first half. You remember how Josh yes, Johnson yes, fumbled? Yes, yes. Like, I, didn't, I, did, I just had a different perspective. I, I had no problem with what they were doing at the end of the first half. You were getting the ball in the second half. If you remember, they threw the slant route to Ayuk. Or was it either Ayuk? They got or, a first down was, right away. He got a first down, but they let the clock roll. Because what they didn't want to do is give the ball back in terms of turning the ball over and downs to the Eagles. So it was a modified two-minute offense the way that some teams do. You bleed the clock. Okay, you got the first down. We'll get up to the line and run another play. If we get another positive play, we'll continue to advance. And if we don't, we're going to pack it in. And I can guarantee you that Shanahan sent in quick slants, quick outs, or dirt the ball. So don't take any unnecessary chances. You have to catch the snap from the center. That that's that that's like not even taken into account. Correct. Of fumbling the snap. Fumbling the snap doesn't even play into my aggression meter. Like, are we going to be really aggressive? We're going to be partially aggressive. We're going to be pseudo aggressive. 
fumbling a snap isn't even there. And I think Carr made a really good point. He said, look, I, I'm always hitting the gas, and you got to be more aggressive, not less aggressive. And and I get kind of what, there's, what the good kid was saying. He's like, listen, considering you're down to your fourth quarterback. But at that point, you're getting the ball to start the second half. I believe Philly had timeouts left, too, didn't they? So they could have stopped yes, you and did. gotten the they, ball yeah. back anyway. I had no problem with their modified two-minute approach. You just don't factor in. It's the same way when you're gambling, you don't handicap for being out of quarterbacks by right. the two-minute mark of the third period. You just can't. Yeah. three one two three three two three seven seven six. Why don't we do the good, bad, dirty around five? A little after five. Uh, let's take some calls. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. What's your Brock Purdy have been ripping throws out there? I can't believe you had that, Ty Tyler. So UCL t- a tear could uh, require the Tommy John surgery. So uh, uh, young in you, Maurice Jones Aki over here. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice Jones Drew. That's get, what he's most known for now. We, ripping Jay. We got to get on Shay too. I didn't realize Shay was doing. I didn't know that, that either. Yeah. Lamar in Glenview, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Lamar? Hey, I, I think the 49ers should trade for Lamar Jackson, for Trey Lance, a first-round a first round pick this year and a first-round pick next year, and I think that's an automatic Super Bowl for next year for the 49ers. It's interesting. Like, I, they almost I, got there with Brock Purdy. Yeah, like, are they going to stand pat and, and let Purdy, does Jimmy Garoppolo come back? Are they still in play for Tom Brady? Like I don't know what they're gonna do. What do you? Th- what's most likely? I, I can't imagine they're gonna give up capital. For they've already given up for three, three first round picks to to bring in Trey Lance. Um, yeah, but if you you get Lamar Jackson, I think that's a Super Bowl, maybe multiple Super. Well, Bowls. But, but okay, let's play devil's advocate here. If Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, I'm not so sure that the 49ers don't beat the Eagles. I mean, we can sit here and play the what if game. But that felt like it was going to be a really close game if, in fact... What if Tom Brady's a free agent and you don't have to give up anything? Yeah, he, just cash. He, he, that, with the Purdy news today, that's immediately where my head went. Now, will Tom Brady be willing to go to the West Coast? There's been conversations that's that he wants to stay. I know, but there's been conversations that he wants to stay close to his kids who go to school but on the East that, Coast. Didn't we hear, I, though, yeah. that Miami is not interested? Well, Miami's, in yeah. Miami said yesterday there was a report that they're not going to pursue Tom Brady. By the way, oh, Vic really? Fangio's yeah, yeah. They came down yesterday. take the D.C. job there. That is a huge hire. Yeah, it's a big hire. Yeah. Tom Brady know. with the Niners? Yeah, that I, could I, work. I'm, I, I, I'm with you guys. Uh, thanks for the call. Uh I, I don't think there's going to be any draft capital given up by them. Not after what they did for Trey Lance. If you want to just sign someone like Ta- Tom Brady, I think that that's more of a likely. And then and Meller was sent us the picture, and I noticed it too. Jimmy Garoppolo, one time the cameras went over to him, and he had a blank-eating grin on his face. More than once. Almost like he knew that Purdy tore his elbow. And he's like, he knew that he's on his fourth or fifth life with the uh, Niners. And he's like, I'm back, baby. He's like, I'm back again. They tried to get rid of me once with Trey Lance. Uh, you know, you, just when you think Purdy's got the job, he tears it. I, I'm back again. They're going to come back to me. He can't stay healthy either. My my read, though, was he, was, he had the big uh, blank eating grin on his face because he was like, you know what? Uh, he had plans after the he's like He's, he's like, they, they're not going to win this Super Bowl without me. Oh, no, you, look, I, I think that... Seriously, I don't know what they're thinking in there. But my guess is is if Purdy's available, 
for training camp, they would rather go with Brock Purdy than pay Jimmy Garoppolo $25 million. So you have Purdy in the fold. And as you said the other day, I mean, look, you still have Trey, Trey Lance in the mix. Right. Like, why trade him at a low point? Let yeah. him compete. Yeah. See if he takes a step coming back from the injury. Yeah. How much money would, how little would Brady take to go to the 49ers? Well, it depends, like you said, about the kids issue. I mean, that's important to him. Is it? I don't know. I'm saying for the guy who he's who, really close with his kids. He's he, he's he, really he, close with his he, family. He does do a lot of mouth kissing with his kids. He, like he does. He, That's he, been caught. So yes. No, well, I that's know. That's just the way he rolls. I mean, what, why did you have to get all? I just it's judgmental it's a thing. It is a thing. I, it, it did cross my brain before Meller said it. <laughs> He's the only guy who's ever, God you know. bless him for that. Yeah, like, no, God he, bless, like, he, he, is, he still kisses his, his dad, too. Yeah. Like, and, like, and just kissing? No, it's right. the mouth kissing. That's where it gets, listen, he, he's secure. Good well, for, time he's, out, he's, time he's, out. Where else? You, I mean, so what do you, like, you, so you'd feel don't better you remember? to just kiss on the cheek? Yeah, yeah. I'm, more of, a, I'm, more, I'm, of, a I'm more of a kiss on the kiss cheek. Kiss on the cheek, yeah. Yeah. I, Are you kissing your dad on the mouth? I think that, no, but it, I'm not going to see give how you Tom said Brady. It? Not, see how you said it? No, no, I just said, no, I'm not going to. Said, but no. I, did, I didn't mean it that way. There was attitude behind it. Oh, you just be quiet because you are you know you're in the hole right now. <laughs> now you're punching <laughs> you back. Know, you're you're punching you're, back You now. know you're in a hole well, I mean, right Are you now. kissing your daughters on the mouth? No, but that's, that's, no, that's not how we... That's not how we do things, but I'm not going to pass judgment on others who do things differently. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Th- these are conversations that need to be had. <laughs> and he, it's just weird. He, you know, he, I don't know it's why. It's weird he went to you. 20 you play, think it's weird for He him? went 20 plus years playing football, you know, and year after year. with the mouth kissing yes. part? Oh, year okay. after year. We, we, <laughs> I didn't know if we were Year after year, we, were still we heard about it. how Giselle wanted him to retire, and that was the reason. And then now they're divorced, and now all of a sudden he's like, okay, well, I'm curious as to where he's going to end up. There's a lot of oh, holes yeah. in his story totally. now that it's, things have played out. All right, three one two three three two three seven seven six. So then we'll get to the good, the bad, the dirty, and uh, all that. Let's we'll see it, if Tyler changes his perspective on I Brock want you Purdy to before we get out of here. To Brock Purdy coming up next, Tyler. Oh, all right, you owe Brock Purdy an apology. Maurice Jones hockey is what Meller <laughs> called him. It's Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. How does that feel to lose in the NFC Championship game because I don't have a quarterback? Pretty shit, to be honest. Yeah, that's about it. George Kittle. After the game. I like him as well. I like watching him play. I like the enthusiasm he brings to the to the field. One of my favorite watches. There's certain guys I really love watching play. He's one of them. Is that how the question was phrased? How does it feel losing when you didn't really have a quarterback? I think he probably took the question and shaped it himself. I honestly didn't even hear the direct question. I only heard his setup. Right. I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, it was just. How does that feel to lose in the NFC Championship game because I don't have a quarterback? Pretty shit. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. That's about it. That's about it. That is about it. But that it, was it. That was it for the game, too. It does suck when, you know, you get to that point and that's how it ends. Like, it's out of your hands. You as the team, you, they felt like they were probably a better team and they had gotten there with Purdy, you know, despite his limitations as a sixth round pick. By the way, like, Prisoner of the moment, guilty. 
I'm not sure I saw five worst games this year throughout the course of the I season know. viewing football. And that was the NFC title game. And I get the circumstances surrounding it. But again, I'm not so sure there were five games that I watched from front to end that if were that's any a regular worse than season that. game. Oh, you turn yeah, off that. Yeah, you're you're turning it off. Yeah. It felt like that Broncos game. What was it? Two years ago during the the COVID season when they had all their their entire quarterback room. Oh, Kendall, oh, yeah. Kendall, Kendall, Hinton. Kendall Hinton had to play. The wide receiver. Yeah. I think they played the Saints in that game. I thought yeah. you were going to say it felt like that Broncos Colts game on Amazon when Al Michaels was all pissed because he had to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it was like week two this year, wasn't it's it? All was missing is a pissed off Al Michaels. <laughs> For this game, that would have been perfect. If this like, was an Amazon playoff game. We need like a rewatchable where Al just redubs the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> Mike in Humble Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mikey? Yeah, what's going on, Sylvia? You know what? You, I, I know you guys hate the Packers there too. You know, I, I feel the same way about the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions. All three of them teams won three and fourteen next year. I would have no problem. I would have no problem with it. So, and uh, as far as Aaron Rodgers, I think it's fifty-fifty. You don't know what they're, you don't know what they're going to do. You, you know, no one knows. It's all speculation now. So I, I would think that it's a fifty-fifty chance that he comes back. And if he does come back, I think management should demand these three things: one, you work out with your wide receivers in the off season. You definitely come to OTAs. And you play some preseason football like he hasn't been doing. And if all them three things come together and he's close to the Aaron Rodgers of all, he won't win an MVP anymore. But if he's close to that, you can take this to the bank. The Packers will compete for that division again because they're not going to fall off the deep. And as we, as we speak today, they have still have the best defense in the division because the Vikings defense is terrible. The Bears defense is atrocious. And the and the Lions are yeah they showed me a little spunk but I don't believe in Jared Goff. Okay, how'd you become a Packer fan? Oh, since the Bart Starr days. My dad used to take me up to Lambeau Field, and um, um, you know, just since then, you know, vaguely I can remember the ice ball when Starr stuck in over Jerry Kramer's block to beat uh, the Cowboys in a, in a close game there. Uh, vaguely, I was about maybe eight or nine years old. Um, and um, since then, you know, they, they've been my guys and went through some lean years in the 70s and the 80s. I mean, they were, they were bad, and Favre kind of turned it around, and the only disappointment I have with, with them is they've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and they've only won two Super Bowls. That, that's a disappointment. That, you know, uh, they, they went to five NFC Championship games in a span of nine years here. I know they were one in four. I mean, they totally threw the game away against Seattle in 2015. I couldn't sleep for a week after that game. But uh, I think another Super Bowl title on the Rodgers would have really, you know, made me really, really satisfied. But All right, Mike. Um, thanks. You can't. Pardon? Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah thanks yeah, for the yeah, call, Mike. Yeah, I, I'm against the clock. Mike here. was yeah. Mike is giving me the, the whole life story. Well, yeah, just uh, like, listen, no. he sounded like a whole like a total Chicago guy, and I'm like, how'd you become a Packer fan? It's great that that the the team can reach out to Aaron if they if he comes back and and ask him to work out with the receivers. That team also needs to in their front office needs to do their jobs better. Yeah, yeah. So you can ask the quarterback to be more involved if he comes back. 
they need to do their jobs better as well. Aren't you interested in, in the way this story goes? Absolutely. Like a lot of people are like, oh, why do you guys talk Packers? Or why are you guys interested in the Rodgers stories? I find the drama super interesting. Me as well. And when they stayed alive, it just prolonged. You know what I was saying all the time. I thought they were going to be eliminated because I, like you, thought the 2022 season was going to be over for them sooner rather than later. I, as a football fan, wanted to see Jordan Love. And that never happened because they stayed alive. They stayed alive. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get. We'll get to some good and uh, the bad, the dirty. Also, like there were a couple more things going on with um, with Justin Fields about rumors and stuff. And I think this is a good thing. And I, I'll, I'll explain why. We'll do that coming up next.